2D, 3D, 4D, Superscreen, ScreenX, IMAX, Dolby Cinema. How do you know what screen format to see the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die? Hi, this is Tom Pizzotto from SpyMovieNavigator.com. Thank you for joining me for this podcast where we're cracking the code of the different screen formats for No Time to Die. We won't be talking about the plot at all, just what the experience is when seeing it on a standard 2D screen versus IMAX, 4DX, and 3D. We were surprised how different these formats were and how they impacted the viewing of No Time to Die. Now, I first saw No Time to Die on a standard 2D screen with a very good sound system in Wolverhampton, England. This theater, like many in the USA, showed it in different formats on different screens. After I got back to the USA, I saw it three more times in two days on IMAX, 4DX, and 3D to create this podcast. Now, to make things more confusing, different cinemas use different terms for same or similar experiences. However, we can tie these together for you. I know I'm dramatically simplifying some of this, and I'm not technically correct, but some cinemas have something called Super Screen 2D. Now, this is a larger screen experience than a standard screen. They can't call it IMAX because that's a trademark name for specific specifications and licensing, but it's a larger screen experience. Now, fortunately, 4DX and 3D is pretty much going to be the same or similar everywhere. Add to that different sound systems, shaker seats, and your head can spin with all these different choices. Now, one thing about No Time to Die. On every format that I watched it, parts of some scenes seem blurry to me and not necessarily in the same spot in the movie. I know the projectors were fine because everything else looked good. So I don't know if this was due to some artifacts given they were filming for the different formats. I mean, I know it can get blurry when something filmed from one format gets shown on a different format. But it did seem odd to me, and I know reading reviews and talking to others, I'm not the only one to comment on this. So let's dive deeper into the different options we have. Most people are likely to see this movie on a standard movie screen with no enhancements like IMAX or 4DX. You can find different standard 2D experiences depending on the theater chain that you go to. If you're lucky enough to find a Dolby Cinema, That's the way I believe you should watch the standard 2D screen size, really for any movie, especially this one. I have one near me. The screen is brighter and the darks are darker. The sound system is phenomenal. I've seen this movie four times, not yet on Dolby Cinema. If I do see a fifth showing of it, it will be on Dolby Cinema. I enjoyed the 2D version of this movie on a non-Dolby Cinema for the first time I saw it. And I think it's a very good way to see No Time to Die. And surprisingly to me, probably my favorite way so far. What I liked about the standard format was that the image seemed overall crisper on this format. That blurriness I mentioned earlier isn't as pronounced. Maybe it's that this is the format I'm used to seeing things on in the theater, so it felt more natural to me. If you have a choice, just make sure your theater has Dolby Cinema or an upgraded projection and audio to really make this movie shine. I'm going to jump to the last format I saw it on, which was 3D. I saved that one for last because I was expecting not to enjoy it, but I was wrong. The experience is very different than on 2D, but I enjoyed it a lot. And one of the reasons I like this, I think, is that unlike what they did with 4DX, which I'll talk about in a few minutes, they didn't overdo the effects of 3D. Yes, most of the movie was in 3D, but they didn't play games with it. The only time I felt that 3D was being stretched was during the title sequence, which jumped to life in 3D in a way it didn't have on any of the 2D formats for me. It worked very well here. Things just popped, but in a good way. Other than the title sequence, 3D was handled in a very straightforward fashion. 
The town of Matara in Italy really was stunning in 3D, and I was surprised to see how different the town looked the first time we see it in the movie on the different formats. It was an amazing shot, and on 3D, it had much more detail than what the shot looked like on 2D. One of the benefits of 3D in this movie is also one of its negatives. I think the actors looked more real in 3D than they do on 2D. Facial expressions were magnified in a good way. The character or actor is normally front and center. The negative here is that you lose some background definition when focusing on the upfront object, the actor in this case. For instance, in one scene with Safin, there's a miniature of a house or a shrine in the background behind him. And in another scene in M's office, there's a painting on the wall behind him. On the shots where both of these characters were the main focus of the shot, in 3D it was hard to make out what the building or painting were behind these guys. The images were blurry back there. Safin and M looked great, but in 2D, both the foreground and background were sharp in these shots. So if you're a fan of 3D, I think you'll like this format. If you're not, and you're going to see the movie a second time, make the first viewing on your favorite format, and then give the 3D version a try. You might enjoy it as much as I did. I know I was surprised. Now the next format to talk about is IMAX. Unfortunately for me, what at one point was the largest IMAX theater in the world was at Navy Pier in Chicago, but it closed a few years ago. So I went to see this at an IMAX theater about 30 miles from my house. This theater supports the 1.43 to 1 aspect ratio with an IMAX GT dual laser projection system. This is the gold standard for IMAX. There aren't too many IMAX theaters with those specs, but if you're going to watch the IMAX version, try to find a theater that supports it if you can. If you can't find a theater with those specs and go to see it on IMAX, almost anywhere else you go, you'll get a 1.9 to 1 aspect ratio. 40 minutes of this film were shot on IMAX film cameras, so you're going to see more detail than on a standard screen if you're seeing this on IMAX. Now, I've read numerous reviews that say to watch No Time to Die on the largest screen you can find. If you really want to do that, you can go to Lomberg, Germany, where they opened the world's largest IMAX screen with their showing of No Time to Die. This screen is a whopping 21.03 meters high and 38.16 meters wide, or approximately 69 by 125 feet. This is a big screen. Okay, I wasn't blown away here on IMAX as much as I thought I would be. Yes, the picture was larger and the scenes filmed on IMAX film cameras were spectacular. However, over 75% of this movie wasn't shot on that format film and the difference drove me crazy. I mentioned the blurriness of some of the scenes on the different screen formats earlier in this podcast. To me, it was worse on IMAX than on the standard screen. I was surprised by that and it detracted from the viewing experience for me. You may have a different experience than I did, but I went to the theater that was supposedly the correct format for the IMAX experience. Now, if the blurriness was for some other reason, then I'm really confused. The sound system in the IMAX theater was very good, and it did add to the experience. I read in a Forbes article that the distributors, Universal and MGM, decided not to strike any 1570mm film prints for this movie, even though those cameras we mentioned use that format. This seems to be a very confusing decision to me, and I think we, the viewers, lost out because of that decision. Okay, now let's talk about 4DX. I saved this for last because this was my least favorite format to watch this movie. I had struggled to find a theater in the Chicago area that even supported 4DX. In fact, I only found two. There may be a reason for that since this format has been out for six years. No Time to Die is the first movie I've seen on the 4DX format, and it will be my last. It could be that I'm just too old to enjoy it, but the 4DX stuff was a huge distraction to me not an enhancement to my viewing experience. 
I think this is one of those viewing experiences that you're either going to love or hate, and I don't think there's an in-between. So what is 4DX? I asked the ticket taker at the theater, and he described 4DX this way. It's like you're watching a movie on an amusement park ride. That's as good a short description as I can come up with. If you've been to a large amusement park, you've likely experienced something similar to 4DX. Now, 4D in an amusement park usually means a 3D viewing experience with some atmospheric enhancements. And I've enjoyed the effects of that setting. If you've been to Disney World's Animal Kingdom, the Tree of Life 3D movie has some atmospheric effects with it. And I was expecting an experience like that, and I enjoyed it there. Now, I was surprised that in the theater, this was a 2D experience with the atmospheric enhancements, unlike the 3D that was used in the amusement park attractions. So the goal of 4DX is to add an atmospheric environment to your viewing experience. There are 21 different effects that can be added with 4DX, and there are four different levels of 4DX that a cinema can buy with different combination of those effects. At a basic level, your seat moves, and I mean a lot. In Dolby Cinema, there are seat shakers. I'm not talking about this. Here, your seat moves a lot. It goes up and down, side to side, front to back, and then there are the environmental effects. These are things like wind, moisture, rain, snow, fog, lightning effects, scent effects. Where I live, COVID masking is required in a movie theater right now, so if there were any scent effects, I didn't smell them. Fortunately, there were no rain, snow, or fog effects used in the theater that I saw No Time to Die. Now, one part of the 4D experience that I did like for No Time to Die was the wind effects. These weren't overdone, and I thought they were an enhancement to the viewing experience. If you've been on the ride soaring at one of the Disney parks, you've experienced this effect, and it works very well with this movie. Now to the seat shakers. In No Time to Die on 4DX, there was a whole lot of shaking going on. Too much for my taste, and it felt very gimmicky to me. Now, without giving anything away, not surprisingly, this James Bond movie has car chases, guns get fired, there are explosions, and there are other modes of transportation other than cars. On 4DX, each of these items were accompanied by a lot of seat movement, and I thought, especially in the car chases, this was way, way overdone. These vehicles in the movie have suspension systems, but you wouldn't know it by how much my seat moved, and it was a huge distraction for me. Fortunately, I'd already seen the movie, so I was able to follow along, but it really annoyed me. Now, I know I'm criticizing the seat movement of 4DX here, and that's actually one of its main selling points. That said, the first time the seat moved wasn't for a chase, and it did enhance what happened on the screen. I don't want to give away what happened, but it did work well there. After that, however, it seemed like it was overdone, overused, and as I said, gimmicky to me. Also, there was this air shot device under my seat that's part of 4DX. It blasts air from the back of your legs or your feet forward. Now, every time it blasted, I wasn't sure why it did. I didn't know what it was trying to add to what I was watching. So for me, I didn't enjoy the 4DX experience. In fact, I almost walked out of the theater during the pre-title sequence. If I wasn't doing this discussion on the different formats, I would have. Fortunately, it does seem to settle down after the pre-title, but I am not a fan of this format. Now, maybe if I was 40 years younger, I would like 4DX, but for this 59-year-old, I'll give it a pass next time. So that's our look at the different screen or cinema presentations for No Time to Die that we've experienced. Hopefully, we gave you some helpful guidance here.
Now, if I was going to see No Time to Die for the first time, I'd try to find a theater that presents Dolby Cinema for a wonderful 2D experience. If you're a fan of IMAX, you'll probably like that experience, although I wasn't that impressed with it. I don't know if I'd make my first viewing of this movie on 3D, but I was impressed with this cut of the movie. Just understand the trade-offs that this format makes. Now, I'm sure there are some people who will love 4DX, but that format isn't for me. So this has been Tom Pizzotto from SpyMovieNavigator.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, too. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. Our channel name for podcasts and YouTube videos is Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.